0: Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Hi, everyone,
1: Jim here from Metro Church, and welcome to a two part series in our what we call Grow. And I'm very sure that this is going to be such an inspiration and a help to many of you that perhaps have got questions about how do I walk with God and Maybe they're the kind of things you thought, oh, I love preaching or the, the preaching I've heard, but something more needs to happen in my life. I need to understand more than what I'm currently doing. I pray that these two sessions will at least go some way towards helping you get some of the understanding that you've been asking God for. In just a few minutes, I'll be introducing you to the people that are going to be with me tonight and that we're going to discuss these matters of the Holy Spirit with I'll give you some scriptures that I think will lay a bit of a foundation for how uh, we can understand, I, I think some basic truths about who we are, how God has made us, and about what it means to walk with God. I think it's very sad that for so many people, Christianity or the Christian life has become a set of rules, or a set of behaviors, or a set of thou shalts or thou shalt nots, rather than understanding that primarily it's about relationship. But just as relationship with any human being is far more than relationship with a personality, with the high points or the low points in someone's life, it really is getting to know someone and walking with them, understanding what their heart is like. And we're gonna be talking about some of that in a minute. But just before we get to that, I always wanna take time to honor those of you for your giving. And uh, take a moment to celebrate that. I think that our giving is one of the great joys in our life. I think it's one of the greatest privileges that God gives us. I know that for myself, uh, growing up, I so often felt like I needed to be on the receiving end. I remember when God began to challenge me about becoming a part of the answer rather than a part of the need, if you like. And yet at that time, I really didn't have much wasn't like I was flush with a whole lot of funds. I was already working in the church back in the day when that meant that, uh, you know, perhaps your remuneration wasn't so great. And yet God began to speak to me and challenge me to become generous in my life. And my life definitely changed dramatically from that moment of understanding that God was the source of my supply. And so thank you for those of you who are faithful in the giving and the tithing, Maybe destiny offering is something for you that this year is a first for you. Maybe you've stepped out in faith in a way you never have before. Then let me just congratulate you. But I also want to pray with you and for you for God's blessing over your life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for all that you do in our life. Thank you for the way you bring, Lord, more than just abundance. Because God, we're not after stuff. We don't want just things or more of anything except you. We want to walk with you, God. If you bless us, then that is something special. So God, we're grateful for your hand upon each family, upon each person, upon their businesses, whether they own them or serve in them. Thank you for that great blessing in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey listen, as I mentioned, I'm not here alone tonight, this isn't just a, a soliloquy, a lecture from me, this is rather a discussion with friends, and so let me introduce to you tonight the people that are with me over here, of course, have Daniel.
2: Yes,
1: hello. Say hi in Swedish. Uh, it's just hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a bit of a disappointment, wasn't it? <laughs> but nevertheless, yeah, okay, thank you, Daniel, great, Daniel. This is Joni, of course. Some of you will remember Jodie from Destiny Offering last year. She was the star, remember Jodie, running up that, uh, the forest track, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well done, Jodie. <laughs>
3: nice
1: for having me. Oh, a great name have you here. Uh, Michael Python, I don't think needs any introduction at all. Oh, on, okay. Okay, no. I think so. Don't <laughs> have Michael here with us. And then on my right, this beautiful couple that uh, we love so deeply, Luke and Nikki Johnson. How are you both?
3: Great great, great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, great to have
1: you with us. Uh, each one of these people are people that I believe God's got his hand on. They're not just here to make up numbers, obviously, but they're people that God has been using and that God has been building in their life. Each one of them have been following him. And so... Let's get into this together. We want to talk about becoming a person of the Spirit. Let me just give you a couple of verses that I think may help set the tone for this. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 says this, Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely or totally, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I know that for me, it was a bit of a revelation to understand that even though I'd grown up understanding the body, obviously, you can all see that, and then understanding the mind, because how many years did you spend at school, trying to get that up to scratch, Mm -hmm. Uh, but then I came to Christ and began to discover that there was a whole other part of me that God said, that's the part that I relate to, that's the part where I begin to work with you, that's the part I'm committed to building. Here's another one for you, and this is a verse that's challenged my life enormously. Proverbs 18, verse 14, says a man or a woman's spirit, and it means their inner life, other parts of the Bible called the hidden man of the heart, hidden man of the heart. I think that's First Peter 3. Uh, but it says a person's spirit or their inner life can sustain their infirmity. In other words, when pressures come, when battles are happening, when difficulties arise, your inner life, can hold you up and take you through that. It says, but a wounded spirit uh, in a life that's had the life drained out of it, it says, who can bear? And so I think that all of us understand the importance of knowing something on the inside. If I can come to you, Nikki, question without notice here, uh, because it was a year or two ago, was it, that you had a pretty major health challenge?
4: Yeah, I did, for
1: sure. Yeah, like one where it's a bit scary. Very scary. Yes, very
4: scary.
0: And
1: where all kinds of stuff, if you Google it, can freak you out a bit. Yeah. That.
0: yeah. <laughs> Good idea. Absolutely.
1: I want to ask you about what it was like for you walking through that pretty big challenge. You know, how did God help you with that?
5: Well, this is actually but like, it was. It's probably one of the most difficult things that's happened in my life. But I will tell you that I'm a different person today than I was before because what God has taught me, and I've shared this with so many people, is that i it's a true peace. And you think you know what peace means, and the world tells you what peace means, but peace from God is, like, you can't even compare the to, like, what the world says, oh, this is, this is peace, you know, find your peace or whatever. Peace from God when you've had a really difficult full-on thing happen in your life is completely different. And actually, I have a question for you, Pastor Jeff, because um, you know this this concept in the world about um, uh, clear your mind, mindfulness, how I feel about that is maybe people aren't taking that far enough because you clear your mind but then God says, but I will fill your mind, the Holy Spirit. And can you speak a little bit about that because I would love to know how you feel about filling your mind with the Holy Spirit, because that's actually how I felt after that with the challenging health battle, was that my mind was too focused on God that I didn't have space or time to think about what was going on. I think if my mind had been empty, I would have spent the whole time, and probably Luke as well, having to journey through that with me, panicking and worrying about what could actually happen, rather than just being like, no, God's got this. We're all
1: good. Where are we? do you think that I will try and ask Where do you think that peace not came from because it came from God? But how did you kind of discover it? it was were you reading the Bible and a verse leapt up at you? Was it in prayer and you felt just like no because you just said twice, I think, God, you've got this. So when did that thought?
5: Uh, well, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29 11 always, I mean, I think we always just, all of us as Christians have always got that on our minds. But um, I don't even know if, I, I wish I could tell you a moment that I said, like, no, God's got this. But I think Luke and I just had this absolute knowledge that everything was going to be okay. And I, I, I guess, yeah, can you help, Luke? I don't know, was there a moment?
3: I think
6: for me it has a journey through it was a sense of knowing, like, God, you've never let us down before. Mm-hmm. Like you say, you know, we're, we're his children, he's got us in his hand. And, and I think it just came to that time where we were like, okay, for me it was like a time I knew I had to push into God mm-hmm. first
1: because if, if I tried to do it in my own strength, I knew it wasn't going to be possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can I ask you about that uh, for a minute? Because you just said, pushing into to God. And uh, I find sometimes people take that to mean I've got to really double down and I'm going to really, let God know that I'm serious. And yet oftentimes all that does is produce more anxiety and more stress internally because it's like you feel like I've got to get God to do something. And that doesn't sound to me like what either of you are saying. You didn't get God to act. Rather you go, I oh know. There's a resting in it, isn't there? Yeah, so I think resting in it resting in this piece and knowing that this piece is But can I ask you about that again? I'm <laughs> gonna jump in here. No, I'm fascinated with this because I know what it's like to do all the things the wrong way around And it gets so activated in Oh God, oh God and I'm worrying God. Well not you know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to worry God into the answer. Like, it's a bit like a kid who goes to the mum, you know, I go to my mum and, and I pester until she'd give in. And sometimes we treat God like that rather yeah. than going, that's not faith, that's your, you might be praying, but you're not believing anything good. And you you said resting in his peace. But that resting in his peace is not a, I give up. Kei surah up. Yeah, no, definitely not. No. I
6: think... Sometimes, if we can, yeah, we try and solve, we think like, oh, okay, God, this is the solution to the problem. I already know the answer. Can you just do it for me? Uh, instead of, and I think just coming to that place, of being like, okay, stop. Well, what, what does your word say? What, what, do, you, what do you say? Uh, your word say about this situation? And saying, okay, God, I might not know all the answers, but that's. That's okay. Right now, it might seem like there's this, you know, boulder over your over your
3: head, uh, you
6: know, weighing weighing down. But I think sometimes we just got to say, stop, God, yeah, stop ourselves and say, God, what what are you trying to say? Drink through that, and what do you, what do you want to do? And I think, yeah, i kind of we said during the journey of. Going um, through it, it's like, okay, we, we know it's not of God, so what is God going to use it? What is yeah. God going to do for it? And what is opportunities and um, is God going to do through, through this? Because that's, that's what we believe and that's what God says, you know. So, and so, if I reload there for a moment, I am just going to
5: say, like, I was inspired by you as and us as a couple. I think we've built good habits that meant. When this happened, we could deal with it. Like we read our Bibles together, we pray together, you know. And when when I got the news, I felt pieces. But Luke was so calm. So I mean, I'm sure you weren't and behind closed doors. But to to me, he seemed so together. So that just helped me be, okay. Luke's okay. Everything's going to be okay because we've kind of built. I don't
2: know. We
1: habits. a foundation. Foundation, foundation yeah. No, oh, absolutely. <laughs> what What interests me though is. And this is how I want to help people, I guess, to understand. Uh, Psalm 103 says God made known his acts under the children of Israel, but he made known his ways under Moses. And what you are talking about right now, I think, is one of the ways of God. When you get used that's contrary or that's difficult or that's overwhelming, you can either rush into this activity, spiritual activity, that actually doesn't adventure. Uh, all it does is get your mind... You know, and then you're, you know, running around after something, rather than doing what you both said, which is going. Hold a second here. Just come. What does God say? Now there's a massive difference between running, yelling, and telling God everything He said. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think that's what I mean about your inner life and about the your your spirit. Uh, one, you both can be doing the same thing. One's telling God, look what you said. You have to do this now. You said this. Mm-hmm. And the other one saying, God, you said this. Tone matters a lot. And you guys, whether you intended to or not, or were aware of what you were doing, you deliberately said, hold a second here. See, Hebrews 4 says, there remains therefore a rest under the people of God. And in chapter 3, verse 19 says, so we see that they could not enter into that rest because of unbelief. So the problem wasn't what God said, the problem was the way they came about what God said me. And that's where I think what you guys have done, if I give an example of that, I remember once being so worked up over something in the church, I can't remember what it was, and my brain was just going like, you know, mush, spaghetti, on the floor, all like whatever. And I remember my pastor said to me, uh, back at the he said, do this, he said, when you're in a place where you're not so activate, like, just calm yourself, and then just begin to quietly declare, "God, oh, this is what you say," he said, and that really helped me. And that's what I think you guys are just talking about. Yeah, don't get us wrong; we didn't try any
5: elephant prayers at that. Point. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best elephant prayer was felt. Yeah, exactly. That was what it was. Or just we trust yes. you. Yes. Yeah, you
1: know, it was just, yeah. But it's good advice for everyone. Don't you think that we have that moment where we stop from there and go, hold a second, before we go rushing at this, get ourselves all worked up, calmly, you yeah. know, yeah, that's your spirit. You know, I have quieted myself, the and said, it's a child weaned from its mother. So it's, you know, my uh, youngest daughter and husband just had a baby and that child's not weaned. And all it does is squawk. But when it's weaned, it'll be quiet. So in the same way God wants to bring that to our life. I mean, thank you for that. Let me ask you a question here, Michael, because I think for a lot of us, we grow up with certain perspectives and certain images of ourselves, And... I know, not because you and I have had deep conversation about this, but because I've prophesied to you a couple of times where I felt like God was in the process of changing what Michael thinks about Michael.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I'm kind of wondering about that and about, because for a lot of people we've grown up with, parents have said this, teachers have said this, friends have said this, and you can really feel trapped by a box that people got you in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hundred percent. And yet then the Holy Spirit turns up and goes, let me tell you what I see. Yeah. And when he first tells you, you kind of go, well, that'd be good. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, but. Yeah. And then your brain kicks in and gives you all
0: the evidence that it's not so. Do you know what I'm saying? 100%. I think that's that's a journey that I'm like, still kind of a I think that's, um, yeah. know, I think it's realizing what God has for you. Um, but then from that moment, going, okay, how do I now go, that's what God has for me versus this is what my brain's saying, or the rest of the world's saying, or how everyone else sees me, or how the people that don't like me see me, um versus okay, cool, where, where am I where am I hearing the voice from? Where am I where, who am I listening to? Am I listening to uh, Instagram or TikTok or friends <laughs> because <But>, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm social media. I'll tell you what, because hey, oh yeah, oh yeah. hey. I'm going to lie because that that's in our brains, like 20 for That's, you know, on our phones, that's on our devices, that's everywhere we go, that's what we're surrounded by. And we're surrounded by friends and family. Sometimes they don't have the revelations. Sometimes even your family. Yeah. Don't see who you are. Yeah, and that's true, because they, you know, they haven't heard from God like you've heard from God. And so I think it's that going. It's not about willpower, but I think it's about conviction.
1: It's that's incredibly different to the world, though, isn't it? The world's way of dealing with a negative that people put in is to go, oh, you know, who cares? You know, you know, and get angry at them and push yeah. them away. Yeah. This is not that at all. This no. is not gone And it, this will bring me uh, to one of the things that I think is quite foundational. in a way, is we're not trying to get rid of a negative. We're not trying to get, like a lot of people try to get rid of fear, and they go, no, you don't need to get rid of fear, you need to feed yourself in faith, yeah. and that's quite different. Yeah. So can you tell us a bit more about how you think that? How you said you're on a journey of that Yeah, from the organism. How is that?
0: How is that happening? How is it yeah, sure. I think it's about just digging into what. What does God say about me? Right. What is what the truth of who God. God? give really us an it. example? What What he you What do mean about Some, Give us a verse,
1: maybe you've read that you go. Yeah. Wow, that just.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. For me, for me, it's been this. The last, I think, in the last like three Months. I think it's been Proverbs uh, 4 23, which is guard your heart above all those for everything you get close to. And I'm going, cool, that is so needed right now for me anyway, because I'm going, there's a lot coming in, and you know, in terms of what we receive and what the world says, what the family say, and everything else, but guarding my heart, I'm going, you know what? I believe this what God said. Let me ask you though,
1: because again, you're a very capable young man, you're very gifted, you're very talented, you're very likable. Well, thank you. Well, <laughs> not just you are all those things. And yet, you and I know that a lot of people can, it's so not even just, just the whole world's against you. Sometimes
0: all these people believe great things about you, but on the inside, that doesn't quite measure up yet. And that's,
1: you know, it, it, some, it's what's called imposter syndrome mm-hmm. where people feel like if people only knew what I was really like. Yeah. And yet God is not in the business of trying to expose our weaknesses either, he's trying to build strength into us. Mm-hmm. Which
0: is again a very different thing. There. And so it's day that went upon the world should we knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so I think that's again, that's been another thing where I'm like sometimes yeah. you're in a season of waiting, like you know, in Mickey's case, like it's in that moment where she found out too, where healing came, there was a whole season of waiting, Mike. And there's that you go, God, I'm oh doing this season waiting, like, and you go, they that wait upon the Lord. What does that mean in terms of you know us? I think it's it's that whole thing we just spoke about. is that trust, trust. How, how important
1: is it then, you know? Because uh, we live in an instant world, and we want everything to be magic. We want yeah. to win Lotto or whatever, and all of our problems are solved. We want to meet Mr. and Miss right, and all of a sudden everything's beautiful, <laughs> and yet. You've been saying and these guys said something, you talked about having built a foundation, that it's it's actually not waiting for a big moment, whether that's an older call moment or something like that, it's every day, yeah. yeah. you know, what you said can be the word in. It? Yeah.
0: yeah, it's about in your mind every day. I think, I think it's an everyday journey, you're never going to be all the way in. In that instant, but you know when you when you ask someone about I guess um, they're maybe uh, I've been gymming at the moment and stuff, and so that's been that's been that's been a good journey as well. Uh, and so it's been that's been interesting because you know you're like you're two weeks in, you're like yeah, let's go, like you're pumping, you're like I'm lifting weights, I'm going up in terms of levels of weights and stuff. Uh, it gets to the third week and you're like. Man, still the same totally. the muscles haven't grown that much. <laughs> no, I'm serious. This, is, this is, I was I was thinking this and I was so like, true. Lord, like what is going on? Like I'm putting in, you know, five days a week I'm putting in effort in, like what's happening, but it's it's never gonna happen instantly, right? Like it's not that and so and having grace for yourself in that moment as well where it's like, God, maybe I don't I don't believe as much at the moment or I don't Muffet, That's such a good point. Yeah, it is. It, sometimes, we, sometimes
1: we're measuring whether we believe or not by how we feel. Yeah, yeah. And that is like our recipe for just coming out <laughs> stuck in a big For sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's what Luke was done for. Just hold everything a second here. Oh, what do you say? Because if you start looking into your feelings, realm, if you're you hold a mirror up to that, we all get unstated If you start holding up the mirror to your character. God am I perfect? yet? Yeah. You can on yeah. and start. Sure. And that's where I think a lot of us, it's one of those things, it's a way of God. Yeah. You know, you can either go looking inside of your emotions, inside of your mind, inside of the opinions of others, or as you go, no, God, who do you say I am? You? Mm-hmm. you know, you sing a song. Yeah. Who do you say I am? Yeah, yeah, that song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think that's another thing that's I always feel a bit undervalued across the church world generally is worship. Because I'm going to be honest, I think my life's changed by singing the songs we sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, But we all with open face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, which is a weird verse when you think about it. It says you look into a mirror, instead of seeing you, you see God. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, but we all with open face beholding as in the glory of the Lord, we are changed into that same image from glory unto glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Yeah. So I always think, you know, I think people think the sermons are been big deal. I'm going. No, I think worship's the most, yes. yeah. and the word. Yeah. We don't. It's not either or. But there's something powerful that happens in worship. Yeah. I mean, if I ask you, Johnny, about growth, because again, we talk a lot in this church about people growing spiritually, but I think sometimes, uh, I think sometimes people think it's not just like a, a cliche. Can you look back into your life from when you first gave your heart to the Lord and now go, I'm not just a smarter person or a more biblically educated person, but I'm a different person. Yeah, so, can you ask my question Yeah,
4: I'm
1: Sorry. <laughs> I mean, just about growing spiritually. Yeah. What have been the things that you would say, like, look, and Nikki talked about good foundations. Okay. Um you know, I'm pretty sure that every day when you two pray and read your Bible, not every day, Woo! you know, the Holy Spirit, wow. Some days yeah. you just go, hmm, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> some days I read the Bible and go, oh, no idea. <laughs> not very often, but occasionally. <laughs> you're, you're, you know what I'm saying? But There's a doing of some of these things that almost imperceptibly grows you. Does that make sense?
4: Yeah, I really liked Michael's example of like going to the gym and growing muscles and stuff. (laughs) I think after a time you start to feel like, oh, is there any actual like improvement or progress? I feel like, yeah, growing up in a Christian home and all of that, um, yeah, maybe in some ways you could feel safe and you've got your ticket to heaven kind of thing. But I think it's uh, one, it's not a great place to be. You're always going to grow. Um, but yeah, I feel like the Holy Spirit in some ways also like prods it and prods you to kind of push further and forward. Um, and there are times when I just kind of got frustrated, um, because maybe I had some ideal, some spiritual thing, um, that and goals that I wanted to reach, but I realized it all just came from comparing myself to other people. And I think, um.
1: What, how do you feel like God has spoken into that in your life? Because, I, again, I think that's just a massive thing for just about everybody I know. We all really are like very competitive. You've got to be the best at something. And then the answer is not to become a nobody, it's to become the somebody that God created you to be. How does that work out
4: yeah, I think just recently, actually, um, because growing up, I don't know why, but people always said, oh, you're destined for great things. You're da-da-da-da-da-da. you are like all this. And I think it just added like a lot of pressure yeah. to be this person in God. Um, yeah, but I think it was just a matter of letting all of that go. And um, I think it's shifting my values, I guess, from what other people said I should be. Um, and I feel like once I kind of just like absolutely did not care about that anymore. Then there was space to hear God. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just a matter of, yeah, let it go. I
1: felt that it was my journey. I well, mean, I think, you know, Jesus said, uh, man shall not live by bread alone. but by, by, by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And I don't know about the rest of you, but I feel like for me, the things you talk about, the private reading of the Bible, Oh, I hope people everyone does it, but for me it would be a verse that just would go, Wow, and we'd line up and I'd come away. You know, it wasn't like going it wasn't like Clark Kent going into the phone booth because Clark Kent coming in a suitman. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I thought was gonna to happen to me. I think a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, probably I think people think they can walk into the
3: booth
1: and go and just
6: download it. Yeah. I think yeah, we need to go on the journey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the journey, you know, it's the direction we in. I was thinking it's also, I think somewhat the Spirit, as the Spirit guides us, but you, you can have, you can know, like, sometimes if you don't know, if it's God and you have to test it, mm-hmm. um, but I think being open to know mm-hmm. that God can speak to you, and being okay with that. I think some people, they get scared that there's going to be this weird thing that's going to spook them. Um, Growing up, I think, in a a Baptist church where it's it's not really spoken about, I think, um, yeah, coming coming home to Mantra was such a great experience because it wasn't made to be
3: like a weird thing. It was made to be just like, okay, this is normal and you can look very differently to
6: different people. I think sometimes we can put voice of God into a box. Wow. It, should, it should appear this way, <laughs> but actually God never works in boxes. <laughs> so it's going to be different for everyone. And it doesn't mean there's any more powerful or any different. It just means that that's your revelation. Yeah, uh, and so you know, sometimes revelation is through reading really the word. Sometimes it is in praise and worship sometimes it is through, you know, preaching. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I think we, we limit God if we try and say, you know, the Spirit's only going to speak in this way. Very good. Uh, and just being open to it, you know, I think it's one big thing through uh, Red Frogs is that uh, we, we always, I always said, I don't actually know if you said it was you're a we always said, you know, we all say yes, and the amount of doors that are open for just saying yes. Mm-hmm. And just being willing and trusting that if it was the right thing, God would open
1: that door. Yeah. Um, you know, gave us an immense opportunity. Um, it's that thing you're saying about not putting God into a box whereby God has to act this way. And some of what you were just saying about the whole thing, the comparison, it's easy to look at somebody else with a gifting or a ministry and think that's the way you've got to do it. But you know, I guess my pin-up guy I guess if there's such a thing, is probably Philip that goes down to Samaria and has a mighty revival and the whole city turns to Christ. And you know that nowadays he would have been on the media and everything and yeah. everyone would have gone, he's the guy and he's got to pray for me. And then the Lord says, now you go down to this, uh, to the road that leads to Damascus or whatever, and Gaza, and he goes, and I've looked at it on a map, it's in the middle of nowhere. And he goes in and meets one dollar. And I go, that's the kind of person that I aspire to be. Is not mm-hmm. someone who only wants God to do what makes me look better, but somebody that God can go, I'm going to ask you to do some things that no one will ever know about, but you will know about. I think you don't know what God's going to use that one yeah. I think, yeah. I think that's a, another big thing for us is like being the opportunity in
6: this conversation being. You know, five, ten years down the track yeah, well. of conversations that you've had, and you like, mm-hmm. didn't think much of it. But mm-hmm. then someone's been like, That was such a turning point yeah, well. um, in my life. And you're like, oh, It was just a static conversation where, the, you know, where you were just, I was being led. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that that impacted and changed. Them, and some things we also expect the spirit to move instantly. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, the Spirit will give you a word to tell to someone, but it might be not for this season, it might be praying for the next season. And sometimes we get disheartened by not seeing people, you know, people are scared of speaking out the truth that God's given them yeah. because they're scared of what someone will think them. but it's what God, given to us to give to other people by us holding it where maybe limiting
3: limits
1: Well, sometimes word. we want God to do it, but we want it to be spectacular. Yeah. you know what I mean we kind of want God to go God Have we? and not we all this. God let them see who you really are <laughs> come on God we know you can how about watering the wine walking on the water <laughs> yeah exactly I mean let me ask you about that for a minute Daniel because you've been through a lot of change in your life in the last few years in a lot of ways and some of it's exciting and some of it's like oh, I couldn't done without that Um, Because that verse in Proverbs 18 says a person's spirit will sustain them through weakness, and that doesn't always mean that you're weak. It just means maybe there's a weakness in your circumstance or in something rather else in your life. How... Because I've watched you and watched you stand strong and firm when the easiest thing in the world would have been to crumble or to give up or to let go, or to go, well, hello, after all I've done, and you haven't done that. And I I look at that and I go, that's pretty powerful.
2: Well, I definitely felt like crumbling was uh, a good option. (laughs) But I I put my trust in God, and he comes through in just incredible ways every time. It just amazes me when I just think about the... Marks of you, God uh, is such a big picture guy, but also there in the intricate, small details, having the one-on-one yeah, yeah. conversations with everyone, whilst also managing the big vision. How, how important is it for you then,
1: the whole? Because the Bible talks about a faithful spirit. Uh, and quite a lot, Proverbs talks a lot about the different kinds of descriptions you can make of that. How important has that been to you that you go, I wanna be a faithful person?
2: It's been massive. I mean uh, especially the, the Psalms as well. Mm-hmm. Psalms David David often writes about how he's down in a ditch, but then he always finishes it with but God. Mm-hmm. And it's just a turnaround in the in the Psalms and uh, with all the people that write the Psalms mm-hmm. songs and stuff like that, they always create like a up oh, Michael understand this but like a they change the minor to a major yeah. into the chorus of the butt God. Yeah. And it's a music thing, isn't it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so how's that gone for you though? Where do you think you're because you've told me some of the things when you're leading youth and some of the things you speak to me, And some of them go like, wow, i never thought of that. That's amazing. And so where does that level of revelation, where do you think that's come from? God,
2: <laughs> uh, I, I feel like it's... Why use that? I don't know. I guess just openness. Openness to see yeah. God use me and not be like, oh, is that God or is that just me doubting myself or, or like coming up with a good idea? But like, even if it's a good idea for me, I want to put God as much into it as possible. Wow. So then... In forget life breathe into it because of God going into it. If I was to find the common thread to what all of
1: you have said, there's a pursuing of God. When you had lots of opportunity to give up, you with your going to the gym story, uh, you know, jody you there with the everybody thought I should be this and the pressure. And i I've met people who've run away from that kind of pressure and gone. Okay, I'm going to totally be the opposite of what everyone expects so that I prove I am my own person. And all that breeds is heartache and pain. And so Daniel said the same, you guys have said that. There's a pursuing of God that always intrigues me because I think, I don't think you've got to be the cleverest. I don't think you've got to know all the Bible inside and out, and all the rest of that. I do think you've got to be someone who goes, I'm going to chase after God. I'm going to get God to show sure. you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I mean, Nikki, how old were you when you gave the life to Christ? Well, 14 the first time. Yeah.
5: 21 the second time.
1: So where do you think that that um, thing of pursuing God? How, why are you like that?
5: Well, I think he pursued after me uh, because I think I walked away mm-hmm. and then, like, don't think I know that I walked away and then moved my life to the other side of the world to try and run away. And then found myself in a place surrounded by Christians and found myself saying, yeah, I'm a Christian too. Hang on, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I found myself back in church and of course I realized the way that I was living was not the way I was supposed to be living. So I just feel like God went to, in my life, it seems to all these lengths to, to for me, you know, he came running after me. So the least I can do is do the same thing back. You know, I don't
1: know. It sounds simple, but... What do you think, because you talked about, being raised in church, and that's wonderful. Uh, I, 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 I do I think that's wonderful. However, at some point or other, God touches something that's deeper in your life. And again, you start going, I'm going to pursue that. And like every single one of us, You've had opportunity to go, I'm over. you know, and yet you haven't. Well,
6: yeah. um, I think, I, yeah, as I grew up in a church environment, it was always like that. We go to church on Sunday, it's that, you know, structure, I guess, mm-hmm. and that fundamental um, our nation, I guess, is what we were saying before, and I think that really helped in the start of the journey of creating you know, this, wow. is a,
1: this is a non-conversible this is how our household has been is it how we're going to live our lives um, but some people go to church all their life and God never really gets that all of them well, why did God get all of you?
6: um think through the revelation of his love, I think wow. that at, at the place, you know, we, I've had some challenging some times as well and through those times i realised like, God's always been there. It doesn't matter, you know, as far as I've felt away from God, you, you just know okay, God, God's there. You just have that peace. that it, it,
1: Sometimes the problems are actually a great blessing in hindsight, aren't they? I percent. you don't want to I gave all also the value to the shadow of death, I fear no evil because you with me. But I didn't know you were with me until I was there. <laughs> let me ask you a slightly different question, Michael. Because not everyone's going to be going through for of problems. Sometimes it's distractions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's actually not about the bad, it's about the good. <laughs> You know, and, you know, it can be a relationship, it can be, you know, we've all seen somebody go, woo, you know, and get distracted by the shiny things in life or something. And for a lot of younger people, particularly in this part of the world where we live, where money can be just massive, like Proof of attraction. And yet you've stayed strong with all that as well. Mm-hmm. How's that? Okay, it comes down to foundational.
0: I think I've had a, been really blessed to have some good, really good parents who oh, mm-hmm. want to guide me. <laughs> uh, but also just to build that, just to build, I guess, good values within you as well. Um, I think getting raised up in the church is great. Um, but also I think parents did such a, big, like a huge job.
1: But there comes a point as them. well, and for Jodie the same, and for Daniel, I think, you know, there comes a point we've got to go, that's my parents' faith.
0: Got walk God. I had a moment, literally, I was thinking about it in the last week, I had a moment, I think, right here in Metro Church, we were in a youth service, and um, John and Cat Robbers we were in the youth at the time, and um, I think, for me, something clicked that night, because we were talking about you know, righteousness and you know, being right standing with God, and, and because we have the right we have all authority, that Jesus has mm-hmm. and, and so, that night we saw, you know, literally things grow up, we saw, you know, our hands get healed, our hands get healed and I was like, well this is cool, I know John, like, i have grown up with John, if John can do it, surely I can do it. And so I think I had this moment where I prayed for someone and I was like, well, us let's, let's try this. And literally, no, literally, this is, this is my thing and I was like, alright, let's see what happens. And they're back complete instantly. Right. Just got healed, and I think it was that moment where I was like, And it's it's not just a routine. We're <laughs> not just going to church because you know whatever. Like God's not just a distant person yeah. far away. That He's He's a real God. Mm-hmm. Like He's right here. Like I'm like I freaked out in that moment. Now, <laughs> oh okay, all right, okay, because. Uh, and then from that moment, there's been so many moments where um, you know God's God's used me in that in that, in that space where you know there's, I've seen you know, healing happen, people's backs get straightened, they juice straight away like clicks leaving and things like that. And so and I think it, it was for me, it was that it was going and God's actually real and, and because he's real and he's, he's shown that I can clearly see that yeah. um, I can't ignore that <laughs> and I can't ignore what God's doing. Uh, and so I think that got a hold of me, and going, you know what? Oh, I want to see everyone's everyone's life changed, everyone's life impacted, and I'm going, I want to see everyone do what you know. I can. I know. I know who I am, and I'm, I'm no one. Like I'm, um, you know, in that sense, I'm. I'm still growing in my faith. There's a lot I need to work on, and so. But if God can use me now, He can use everyone. That's great. And so I think that's what for me. I come back to that when I'm struggling with faith, or when I'm struggling with. You know, sometimes reading the word, I'm like, why am I, you know, why am I And I come back to these moments where I'm going, No, God's used me before and I don't know if He will use me again. And I need to press him because it's not just for me, my faith is not just for me, but for growing back for him as well. that's, that's such an important part of this, isn't it? Because otherwise we fall into
1: the trap of it's about me, me, give me, help me, you know, bless me, you know, save me. And yet God's going, Yeah, I will, but I really. About all the other people on the other side. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I still think that the greatest privilege we ever get in life is to work with God. So, we need to end this session, uh, which will just hopefully whet your appetite for the next one, same panel. And we're going to talk in the next one about some of the things that you guys have all been speaking about here is how do I do some of the put some of the foundations, some of the basics in that's going to help me to become that person. To me it's always a bit like, you know, you can't land a plane anywhere, you need a landing strip. And to me it's a bit like, I need to build God a landing strip in my life. But just before we do that in a minute, Michael, I'm going to get you to pray for people that maybe have never said yes to Christ. You know. All of us have grown up in a, in a world where there's a whole lot of opinions about everything. Now there's more opinions than there's ever been when it comes to You know, you can read everyone's everyday on social media find out what everybody thinks about it. And, you know, you'll find fools and against. There'll be people who tell you that God's real. And there'll be other people who tell you that it's all, you know, bunkum or whatever. But the reality is that there was someone. I read it only this morning in John's Gospel, chapter 19, where... Jesus says, I want to do the will of the Father. And the whole of human history turned at that point because he said, I'm going to give my life for us." And uh, I know that he didn't do that just for the people that would go to church, or just for the people that were raised in church. He did that for everyone, no matter who you are, no matter what your background is, no matter how broken, or how flawed, or how sinful you think you are. Jesus said, I've come to save those that are lost and if that's you in this service then we really want to pray with you, we want to help you you can say yes to Christ and every one of these people here will tell you that though it's a small yes you know you were saying before about we just say yes and that that small yes opens up amazing doors and that's true Um, I thank God, I look back to when I said yes to Christ at the age of 19 and I, I had no idea no concept. And it was such a will i won't i moment for me that I'm very so glad that I said yes to Christ. So if that's you, why don't you give us, give God your yes. We'll come up on the screen for you in a moment. Uh, several ways you can do that. If you're in Australia and you'd like to get our help, which is very real, you can do that by saying, why, yes, just yes, through the 826 if you'd rather get it via email or you're outside of Australia, yeah. then you can go to yes.metrochurch.org.au and we will help you from there. Of course, if you're with us on the online platform, just click on the Yes button that's there. But, Mark, how about you pray for people that are, are part of the service and they, they're going, I'd like to know God. We get them every week, you know, people saying, I'm looking for God.
0: So have you pray there. Yeah. Yes, sure. Um, Maybe why don't we just, you know, like Nikki said before, just quiet our soul a little bit, quiet everything that's going on around us and all the distractions. And and Father, right now, we just come to you, removing all of that, Lord Jesus. And we say, Father, you you, you say to us, you say, come all who are weary and I will give you strength all who are with Father, so we come not, not, you know, we're not perfect beings, but we come just as we are, Lord Jesus, and we thank you for your goodness and your grace, and thank you for dying on the cross just for us, for removing our sin and our shame and taking that upon me, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your goodness and your grace, Lord Jesus. We receive you into our hearts right now, Lord. We receive you, and we say yes to for us to become our Lord and Savior, you're our Lord and Savior, Lord Jesus. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Listen, we'd love to hear from you. So
1: uh, send that yes in O488826392 or yes.metrochurch.org.au. And what we'll do from there on is every day for 30 days, uh, we'll send you a Bible verse and a prayer. They're different every day, so it'll be something fresh every morning for you. And you'll get that. If you've got questions, you can ask them there. We won't spam you at all or just send you stuff. No, we're going to send you that to help you. And I believe... That it'll be such a wonderful uh, growing time for you as you learn how to follow Christ, as you begin developing a relationship with somebody uh, who loves you incredibly deeply. So, thank you to everyone of you here for all your input and for, uh, I'd say, your questions. I think you brought more answers than questions. And uh, we're pretty excited about that. Thank you for joining with us here in this session we call Grow. Uh, which is just one of the big deals here at Metro Church. We want everyone to grow in Christ. So God bless you. Hope we see you again sometime soon. And uh, thank you, Jim.